the art part is actually not the hardest part. It's more, there is a lot involved with like connections and marketing. And three months ago, you could just launch a project and be successful. There were so many rugs and bad projects that now it is much more selective, selective and a wary community and whatnot. So, you know, again, that's why we're going all out transparency, trust, honesty. We're going to tell you why we're doing things, why we're not doing things. And we, we hope that's what, you know, brings people in, but it's harder than it was before you could just throw something out there and it would sell out. That's not the case anymore. The Side Hustlers Perspective podcast is fuel for your mind and creative grind. Each week, we break down the art of healthy hustling, getting out of your own way and growing your creative business. What's going on? You're listening to episode 244 of the Side Hustlers Perspective podcast. I'm your host, Coach Scotty Russell. My mission is to help you bet big on your creative pursuits, especially if you want to turn your side hustle into your main hustle. You can follow along with my latest art, design, and tips on mindset, motivation, and marketing on Instagram at Coach Scotty Russell and all things podcast at Side Hustlers Perspective. Quick announcement. Today is the day. Enrollment for the Q1 Side Hustlers Bootcamp is live at bootcampsidehustle.com. Link is also in the show notes. This is going to take place Saturday, January 22nd through Friday, February 11th. This is a three-week planning, strategy, and execution-based group live coaching workshop that will radically set the tone for your 2022 and beyond. We're going to be setting big targets and creating actionable short-term game plans within twice-a-week 90-minute live coaching calls, weekly exercises, as well as a special bonus guest expert call by my homie Steve Millar, while myself and your new ride or die support system hold you accountable to get what you came for. But hurry, registration closes Thursday, January 20th at 9 a.m. Again, learn more, lock in your spot by visiting bootcampsidehustle.com. And if you're hearing this late, this link will take you to a wait list in the future. So you can sign up there too. Thank you. Hope to get to work with you soon. Today's overview. Whatever it is you want to pursue, a side hustle is a testing ground, as well as a playground to make it happen. You never know when all your weird quirks, your interests, passions, and strengths will overlap into something far bigger than you could have ever imagined. And that seems to be the pattern with today's guest, Peter Del Tondo, product designer, design director, plus partner with Unfold, which is a digital design agency crushing work for progressive industry-leading brands. Peter also happens to be a crypto nerd and NFT collector like your boy, And it's just funny how these interests overlap with his work that he does with Unfold, as well as his community building skills through Creative South Conference. All of this combined allows him to create a -a one-of-a-kind, super hyped, but zero-shill upcoming NFT project called Dronies on the Solana Network. In today's episode, we talk shop on the secret to doing your best work, leveraging side hustles to get to where you want to be, breaking down how NFTs are changing the game and how they benefit you as a creator, what the hell is Web 3.0 and why you should care, as well as the upcoming Dronies launch, crypto, and so much more. And the goal of this episode is to show you how to take control of your future by combining your passions and interests through the power of a side hustle. Before we get started, today's episode is brought to you by our new sponsor, Buzzsumo. Buzzsumo is an all-in-one content marketing tool powered by the world's largest bank of content engagement data, 
Thousands of marketers, content creators like you and me, as well as PRs use it to validate their content ideas and check performance across social media like Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and Pinterest. Stay tuned for an example of how we put BuzzSumo to work in the world of NFTs later in the show. In the meantime, head to buzzsumo.com slash side hustle to get your free 30-day trial. Link is also in the show notes. As always, keep an open mind and act on anything that inspires you today. Let's go. Peter Del Tondo. How you doing, brother? It's been way too long. It's really good to see your face. It has, man. I'm hoping I'll see you in uh, in April at Creative South. It's been way too long to see all the friends. It's an absolute lock. And first off, I got to give you a huge thank you. I've said this on the podcast before, but after I lost my safe day job back in 2019, I was like, what the hell do I do? Do I go and pursue UI UX to try to make easy money? Do I start freelance? Do I start coaching? I wasn't even thinking about the coaching when I called you. And basically you really nicely told me that my UI UX skills that I was self-taught, just teaching myself on the fly, making a job for myself, uh, were probably at the junior level, but you pushed me in a different direction. And I didn't know I was going to turn into coaching, but essentially you pushed me into like taking that leap and betting big on myself because I hadn't been doing it all these years for the no reason. So thank you for steering me away from the safe path where logic was trying to like be like hey easy money and then you could build your dream on the side still like yeah i really really appreciate it. i'll never forget that you made time for me when i was like i dude i i remember that conversation and i had such a meltdown i was like what am i gonna do we just closed the house we have a second kiddo i am i was so stressed out well dude i think i think you're a perfect example of of so many people that that they have that where it's like well i do this at work and then i go okay scotty let's pull up your portfolio why aren't any of the things that you're telling me you want to go do in, in this UI UX profession, um, you know, something that is in your portfolio, but you've got killer illustration and lettering work. And like, this is what at least I, and I think everybody else in the creative field knows you for. I apologize. My dog is losing it over here with his bed. I'll have cats jumping on screen all time. It's all good, man. We just roll with it. But yeah, like, dude, do the thing like we'd hire you right now for this, like do that thing. And, and I, dude, I've just been super proud and honored and so excited to see you like thrive in all this stuff now and do what you love. And I, you're a whole lot happier now than you were. Oh man. It was the scariest. I actually spent two weeks after our conversation, just building ghost brands. Like here's a pizza brand with my illustrated lettering branding. And here's a coffee brand. I'd love to get hired for so I can go pitch or do freelance. And then finally it was like, actually, Coaching's where it's at for me. It's all about coaching. So, but today is all about you. So, for those who may not know about you and how we've connected through like Creative South back in the day, um, give people a brief Wikipedia page summary about yourself and why we should care. Yeah, oh, I don't know why, but um, my name is Peter Altondo. I am uh, a partner at an agency called Unfold. Uh, we do all kinds of stuff, but we're full service agency. So we do brand, web, uh, product, and illustration uh, work. A lot of fun stuff, amazing, amazingly talented team. Everybody on the team is better than I am at everything design, and I love that. Yeah, you guys got a heavy-hitting squad over there. We, yes. It's really cool, and we've grown a ton this year. We actually went from, I think, about 15 people to 31 this year. So that has been massive growth and a lot to figure out and kind of wrangle in, and it's been great. And then where we met is uh, I help out with uh, Creative South. I'm one of the organizers for that design conference, and so... 
we actually got to speak, uh, I think, the same year at that event. I wouldn't be here without Creative South. That gave me my my sh- that gave me my my shot. Yeah, it 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 helps put a lot of people on the map. It it helps just connect people, and that's where all of our team members that haven't been yet, we're like, we're just so excited for you guys to go and make friends and get to know these people because when they like we were, we were chatting about some of the friends that we have and they're like, Oh my gosh, like I look up to that person so much. I'm like, yeah, that's my friend. That's my friend over there. And like, that's the dynamic that changes. It goes from these almost like idols or people that we, um, you know, feel like we put on a pedestal or they're untouchable to just like, no, that's my friend. Like that's Aaron Draplin. Like I hang out with Aaron Draplin and we have, you know, dinner together. It's not, Oh my God, it's this person. So it's just, it's a really cool thing and experience and it's great to get to know and connect people and become like family over the years and then i'm a i'm a product designer by trade that that's what i do um i've worked at agencies and in-house product companies before uh and then you know i've known eddie and david for a really long time and we've been uh you know working towards all working together for quite a few years and finally got to make that happen and so um we've been building a lot of cool stuff over the last three years together and you know, part of today's conversation, we do a lot of web three and crypto based stuff. And that's um, probably one of the areas that just we as a team are most passionate about and love getting to work in that space. And that's kind of also what birthed our NFT collection here was just, we're all investing in crypto. We're all uh, NFT collectors that chan- those channels are ripping after hours. And so now we get to do it for ourselves and it's, we're just having the time of our lives. Isn't it wild how like this world, not necessarily NFTs, but just the world of crypto and Web3 and this digital economy, whatever, it felt like so behind the scenes and it didn't have anything to relate or tie into what we're doing as designers and branding in the community. And now it's all starting to like overlap. It's exciting. It is. It's fun. I mean, it's something whenever I work with uh, younger designers and like doing mentoring and stuff. Like, what do you like? That's my first question to people. When you work on the things that you're really passionate about, that's when you do your best work. And so if you're trying to build, like you mentioned before, hey, I did all these brands for a coffee company, for uh, pizza. You're infamously known for your love of pizza. That was probably one of the best projects you ever did. So and nobody's seen it. It yeah. doesn't even exist. Out really? There. I didn't even show it to nope. Doesn't even exist. Out oh there. man. I want the coaching route instead. Well, see, I just assume like you throw pizza into everything. I thought it would have made its way to something, but living in a graveyard on my computer. Oh dude, you gotta put that out there. But uh, yeah, you know, so for us now getting to work in that space, we're all super passionate about it. And so I think it's putting our best work out there. The team's having a blast. Every single person at unfold has worked on this project. Like, we had brand teams like we're we branded the collection itself, you know, Drony's NFT. We've branded all the groups and factions and things that are coming down the storyline. We've done merch. We've done website websites, not just one. There's more out there that will arise soon. We've worked on product stuff for like everybody has worked on this. So it's really cool to see something that everybody has touched come to life. Well, before we nerd out over like the NFT space, I want to just kind of give a backstory, connect the dots, because you, you've you been a side hustler yourself, always grinded on the side until you've gotten to where you are today and still doing like side projects within your main project, you know, and doing all the UI UX for Creative South. Can you kind of like build a brief roadmap just so people can see like, hey, he hasn't just been like crushing it right from the gates, tapping into the work you love, like you have done step by step 
job to job to job to like put all the pieces together to get this team with, that you're with now. You know, can you kind of describe that journey to where you got today? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, you know, I, I went to design school, which I don't know if that was a good or bad thing. Um, what you learn is very debatable. Uh, but, you know, I, I graduated design school. I mean, I remember my very first job, I didn't make enough money to pay our bills. And it was just a job and it meant I had work in the field. And it was kind of this like, let's figure it out as we go. My wife was still in school, getting her teaching credentials and uh, doing her master's degree. And yeah, it was kind of terrifying. So I always had to be working and uh, kind of hustling it, doing freelance projects just to get by. Um, I mean, even before I went to design school, I was actually a freelance designer, uh, loosely going to use that term because back in the day that meant grabbing WordPress templates and doing like customizations of sites that way you couldn't tell that it came out of a template. And then I, I quickly realized that while I was uh, working in the health club industry, I worked at like 24 hour fitness and crunch fitness and stuff, managing gyms, I was making more money on the side a couple hours a week building these websites than I was working you know, 50 hours at a gym. And I went, maybe I should go to school for this. And so that was, that was really, really cool through that whole process, you know, just kind of, uh, moved around a little bit as you normally do between agency work. Um, you know, I, I worked at a GoFundMe for two years and, and worked on their nonprofit charity platform, um, and built that product from scratch. Uh, and so, you know, just throughout the process, I mean, we wouldn't have never been able to buy our first home, had I not actually, thanks to, I'm going to say Mark Hemion and, and Joel Buchelman uh, with Design Inc., uh, we, we plan to take two years to freelance enough to buy our first home. And we did it in six months. No, might have been even three months. Thanks to Design Inc., I got so much freelance work off of that site and that tool. I want to get Mark on someday to talk NFTs and Tezos and everything over here. Dude, he is amazing. Yes. Um, we've been chatting with him a little bit on our project and I, I love all the stuff that he's doing with wave blocks and, um, his fine art and how he'll like do an NFT of that. And then also give you the physical product. Um, yeah, amazing people, but you know, you, you've got to do that stuff in your career. And especially when you were young and starting out, I think so many people just kind of feel like I'll get there eventually. And like, I just need to put in my time or whatnot. And, and honestly, it just couldn't be further from the truth. If you want to have something happen, you got to go make that happen. And so if, uh, you know, it could be like what you said, I'm doing web stuff, but I want to be doing illustration or I want to be doing coaching. Well then go do that thing. If that, if you can't just one day turn on the switch or flip the switch and go, this is what I do now. You need to be doing that in the background, building it up, being ready, especially, you know, like us, we're, Actually, I was talking to Eddie and David for years about coming over to Unfold, and it was always just not at the right, like I was about to have a kid, I needed the insurance to finish out or whatever. It's it's hard and you can't always time that stuff. So it's it's harder to take those risks. If I was single, I would have done it a long, long time ago. Um, but uh, you've got to be doing those things. You got to be working on the projects, finding the clients to make that dream come alive. And that's what's going to get you that next job that you really want. You know, if, if you want to work at SpaceX, you can't be working at some uh, uh, insurance company and expect that that's going to be the natural transition between that. You need to be doing work that's going to get you seen and noticed and excited about. It's like my buddy Tim Dodd now like gets to kick it with Elon in SpaceX. He's the everyday astronaut, local buddy of mine. He just bought a Russian spacesuit and started teaching on the subject on YouTube. Oh, really? Like 
gets to be buddy buddy with Elon. That's amazing. Just a local dude from Iowa. Yeah. But I think that's the beautiful thing is like side hustles unlock the dream hustle. Yeah. You know, that is like your excuse, your playground to go learn something that you want to do that you can then fold into the next season that you're going to step into. Like side hustles have always been that next thing for me. Dude, I mean, heck, we're, we're actually even kind of doing that at Unfold. So actually this year we had we had a teammate, uh, Dave, who, who's running the Dronies Project. He's our, our project director. Um, he said, hey, I know we do a thing at Unfold where we only do client work Monday through Thursday. Friday is for learning, education, and growth and team culture. So that's all that we do. So dope. It's hard though, because it's, it's easy to say, oh, well, let's build products on Fridays. It's really hard to build products on Fridays because you're slowly chipping away at it. You need that like two, three week hackathon style, like let's build it. And so Dave pulled us aside and said, Hey, I think this is failing and I don't think we should do this anymore. We're like, okay, talk to us about it. And he pitched us on adding an entire new department to the team. One that theoretically doesn't actually make us any revenue, but it was an investment in ourselves. Um, the same way that you would have to invest in yourself as an individual to do that next thing. And so he was like, I want to build a team. I want to hire people that I can create this little strike force that I can validate ideas, see if it's something worth building. And if we decide that it is like, if we can determine that in two to three weeks, then we can task one of our teams here to treat ourselves like the client and build it out. And that's exactly what we did with Dronies. And so we validated the idea, we started putting it together. And now we have an entire department of the company. We've got about, let's see, we hired three specific roles just for this project and just for you know our kind of NFT, we call it like web three realm. We hired a community manager developer and then Dave is, you know, already within the company, but a new role. And then we also task other departments and teams within unfold, like the brand team, web team, product team, et cetera, illustration, whenever needed to come in. So we, we are investing in ourselves right now. This is a whole new thing, a whole new venture. It's not taking away from any client stuff, but like we are our own client now and it's super fun. And it's, it's cool. Cause we, we took that risk and even just through doing dronies and meeting some people and connections, like I can't say what it is yet until paperwork signs, but we may work with a giant player in the space that is doing a lot of cool things on a lot of fun projects. And like, granted, we've already done some of that. Some of our web three clients are Solana and Facebook and ripple and trust token and future swap and a ton others. But like, that's what we love. And even just through doing this project, it's made some connections that we're going to do some other really, really fun stuff where it's, you know, in some ways marketing exposure and we, we get to folks in the space that didn't know about us. Well, now they do. And that's been really cool. Well, let's nerd out real quick on how could you describe in the most simplistic terms, what an NFT is, why it's important. It's more than just a cool profile picture project as well as web three. I haven't really had anybody come on and describe what web three is. Like I know because I've taken an initiative within my side hustle of crypto NFTs and web threes, understanding this knowledge and gaming blockchains and metaverse. That's what I do in my spare time. I'm yeah. learning about all this, but like in your world, let's talk NFTs real quick and then let's talk web three, simplify this people. What's to come? Why, why they should care. Yeah. I mean, the fascinating thing, and, and we're starting to see this, and we've been seeing it for years because we we do so much work in this realm, is it, in my opinion, it's very much the, the future of the internet, the future of technology. And the reason that that said is 
I think, and again, I'm not an expert in this realm. So if I say something wrong, you know, please don't completely roast me, everybody. You're going to be way smarter than the majority of people. <laughs> they probably are just like, what the hell is Web3 and why NFT? Yeah. I mean, I think like Web2 is what we know. It's the internet now. First, what was Web1? It's basically just static pages, you know, static, static pages, HTML, the early rise of that. Just like, oh, here's links, images, text. Yeah. Well, photos. And then web two was basically like the internet controlled by companies. And so that's where, you know, Hey, Google controls most of the internet. Um, Facebook, uh, the rise of social media. Yeah. You know, everything is controlled through those methods. Whereas web three is much more, it's controlled by the users. It's controlled by governance or DAOs or, you know, because everything is on a ledger as well or on the blockchain that everything is trackable and traceable. And yes, there's, you know, certain uh, networks and whatnot that are meant for more anonymous transfer and data and things like that. But, you know, essentially we could build the next search engine and have it be something that is run by the people and something that, you know, a company would not have control or ownership of and not where we're seeing things like, you know, uh, censorship in different parts of the world, all of that becomes essentially untouchable. You can argue that that's a good or a bad thing as well, but you know, there's some really, really interesting usages for it. Um, one of the big ones, and uh, I'm going to, I'm going to mention a project that I remember you and I used to nerd out about back in the day. And that was like poet um, where they were doing things with like artist licensing and things like that. And that's where I think we're particularly seeing a big boom right now with NFTs because we can talk about verifiable digital ownership. We can track audio, we can track plays, we can track usages, we can um, verify that you are the person that owns or created this thing. Um, we're all big Dribble users. We get ripped off on Dribble all the freaking time. Like not even, they change, like somebody recently like changed a letter in a logo that we did and then called it their own. But we have people that straight up just jack our work and post the same thing. Well, what if we could have the data up there that shows that that is 100% ours and that could be instantly removed if anybody else were to post that, like that kind of stuff would be really cool or to show, you know, it's a new future for like copyright, um, trademarking, things like that. Uh, you see a lot of uh, medical companies and finance companies are moving to it because it's a better way to control and verify data. So we're seeing companies that medical data for all of their patients is being transferred onto the blockchain. A lot of fascinating use cases for things like that. Uh, a lot of things like I personally would rather and feel better about the documents about my home ownership being verified on the blockchain rather than being stored at City Hall or wherever it is. And with smart contracts simplifying the process. So someone said something to me, or I think I saw in like a YouTube video, I was like diving deep about it, or maybe it was Gary Vee. But to simplify it, Web 2.0, the current web state that we're in right now, we're the product. We don't have ownership of our data. We are being monetized. Like, okay, let's collect their data. Let's collect their data. You know, hey, log in with Facebook everywhere, you know? And it's just these data silos and monopolies in this world. And we are the product. We're being marketed to. But in Web 3, we own our information. We can choose to sell our information and monetize it as well as it's just a creator economy, more power back to us, which is fantastic. It's digital ownership. Sorry, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. Web3 is truly digital ownership economy of our own shit versus these mega brands owning 
and dictating the rules for us. Right. And and that's where NFTs are so interesting. Cause again, I think I think when people hear NFT, they go, it's a picture on the internet. I could right click it. And like a crypto punk, I can yeah, save as. And I think we've all said I could right click it at some point. And you're like, I don't understand it. And then once you start to and you really get that, hey, this is verifiable ownership. And and again, profile picture projects are like that's one thing. But then that's what does that unlock? You know, does it gain you access to something? Does it um, you know, uh, Solana Monkey Business has like Steve Harvey and other celebrities in the community. The 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 co-founder, uh, previous co-founder of Reddit is in there, if I'm not mistaken. Other people like that's an amazing network that you now gain access to. And like we've even seen, um, you know, some of some of my partners, Eddie and David, have you know some of the the, the blue chip project uh, uh, tokens, and it gains us access to those communities. And we've been able to have conversations with people and. Things like that that would not it's like have a been social flex. It, it really social is social access clubs, yeah. And it's 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 just it's really interesting. And and even just having some of the communities, whether or not it's a big or small, pro- like you might make new friends. I'm a big gamer. I have made lifelong friends through playing video games of you know random people on the internet that I have then met in person and we have hung out with and you know broken bread and it's been really cool. And so it's fun seeing that and people that get together. You know, I'm out in Colorado and. I found that there's actually a lot of people in the Jonies community that are, let's call it within an hour, we're going to do a meetup and hang out. I don't know, go for a hike or something. That's really cool. And that's really watching uh, surveillance drone, you know, surveillance reconnaissance. Drone. So yeah, there, there's a lot of interesting things. And, and like you said, there's a social clout, you know, somebody the other day said they got a approval from their boss to buy a $3 billion uh, board ape the other day. And that's fascinating. That's absolutely fascinating. And, and it's just, it's really cool. And it is very odd in some ways. It's odd as hell, dude. When people are listening, are like, what a JPEG of an ape going for 70. Right. Or why is this, why is Bitcoin or Ethereum or Solana or whatever worth a thing? What's the um, value? Uh, it's not like yeah. real estate. It's not like this. What's the value? I'm like, what you put trust in the United States dollar that's not backed by gold and in massive debt and all the things yeah Yeah. oh here's a magic button for money printer let's print another trillion dollars real quick it was great i had a conversation with i think my was he 74 76 year old father-in-law the other day or or, over the the thanksgiving uh break and he was like yeah i get it okay cool tell me the next time i should buy it and i was like oh snap uh and that was just really interesting so layer in like dude my dad put it was in 2018. I was shilling it. Like I got in at the top of 2017. I finally understood crypto and I got it in the euphoria phase, bought at the top, mm. wrote it all the way down in 2018. And my dad bought a hundred dollars of Bitcoin for all the grandchildren. And that's all worth like a grand right now. Imagine when Bitcoin goes to a million. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's wild to see again, not financial advice, but if I could go back in time and give my own, you know, self-advice, it would be, you know, don't panic when stuff, because you and I wrote it out when I think like my portfolio was down 87% or 93% or so. it was gnarly. Same. And I just, Hey, don't sell, just write it out. Patience, keep buying in. And it's like side hustles. Like I have a, a, a blog idea in my head, like the crypto markets, NFT markets, learning more about the NFT cycles because yeah. it's so early, but it's like higher highs, lower lows. When in doubt, zoom out. Play the game. It's a psychological head game in between the ears. Well, and it, it really do is. Research, do your research. Take action. Yeah. yeah. Once you understand the macro trajectory of where your creative pursuits or where the crypto markets and adoption, it's like, okay, I get, I understand the parallel now. Yeah. Well, and, and what's tough is that 
like you, again, you said, do your own research. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I have seen come out in the NFT space is that probably the last three months, we have seen a massive blow up of NFTs and it has not necessarily been for the best because, Mm-mm. you know, especially with Solana. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody, uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm going to keep this closed, but like met with a couple of people recently. Cause a lot of folks have seen, you know, Hey, we're doing our project. And there are companies that literally like their business plan is literally just to crank out NFT after NFT crappy artwork. And it's just, it's the cash grab pump and dump kind of thing. And then they're, they're done and they're out cash grab and there's money laundering in it. There's, there's, there's negative aspects of this game for sure. There, there is. And, and I think that's where we were really committed. Um, and we were kind of positioning more as like, we want to be a beacon of hope and, and a, uh, the lighthouse of like what a really quality project should be and one that is run the right way you guys are like grim syndicate in that realm yes. like i'm even rocking my grims today Bustomo is the world's biggest bank of content engagement data. When I say big, I mean like 9 billion articles and 350 trillion engagements big. Thousands of marketers and creatives like you and me every day rely on Buzzsumo to reveal the truth about what content works and what sinks and stinks. Buzzsumo gives you access to real-time views of viral content trends for any topic, domain, location, and the ability to track these over time. Get all the latest stories that are going down and rising up around the world of NFTs, cryptocurrency, for example, or any given topic of your choice. In fact, in December 2021 alone, 50,000 articles were published on NFTs with 2 million engagement, and that's just in December. Hence, why NFTs are popular on this show. So if you want to monitor your own content engagement, get Slack or email alerts every time you land a link, or even stay one step ahead and track keywords and trends around NFTs, crypto, or whatever you're interested in. Buzzsumo has something special for every content creator like you and me out there. You can head to buzzsumo.com slash side hustle to start your free 30-day trial. There's no credit card required, just access to awesome data, free for 30 days, no strings attached, the numbers don't lie. But it's like in that realm, like let's 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 talk about what are dronies now. This is the perfect segue. Like we've you've dropped it a little bit about dro- uh, dronies, but like what is dronies? Sorry to cut you off. I apologize. No, 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 totally. I just want to say real quick, like Grim. That's the one project I will tell people. That's the one project I can unequivocally vouch for, because you and I. I mean, we've known Justin and Raji. Um, I met his brother Dietrich, and I mean, he's like a clone of Justin. It's it's actually a little terrifying um, that they have the same mannerisms and everything. It is it's wild talking the fast and the energy. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> the vernacular. I think I stopped him twice. The first time we talked and I was like, I'm sorry that that was like a hundred percent adjusted. It freaked me out, but yeah, you know, just great quality art doing things the right way. And yeah, we'll get into more, more of that stuff in a bit, but uh, so Joni, so Joni's is a project by us unfold. Um, it is an NFT collection with a, a fun storyline. And so what that is, is we've got, uh, a cast of characters and it, it almost feels like live theater. Like you can follow along on, on both Twitter and in discord, and you can f- see this happening in real time with these character interactions and um, the, the playback and whatnot. And the idea here is that our, our character Stuart has seen that uh, it feels like he's under, like he's being watched. There's something going on. And he notices some really odd behavior in the birds out by his cabin. Um, and he manages to catch one of them and realizes this is actually a surveillance drone and not a bird. And it starts to unravel this bigger mystery that the Earth's population of birds have begun to be replaced. And 
he's trying to get down to the bottom of it because in his past life, he was um, a high level detective at, you know, uh, a world government agency and uh, is reaching back out to contacts and trying to find out what is going on. There's one other thing I want to say, but I'm going to leave it out because I don't know if I can declare it with where we're at in the storyline yet. But uh, he's trying to figure out, you know, who who is behind this? Uh, where is the signal going? Uh, why are they here? What is the purpose? And we've written it in a way that is meant to feel like a TV show. And it's we actually want to try to pitch and turn this into a TV show. Uh, we think it'd be an amazing, you know, like cartoon series or anime kind of thing. Um, but we've written it where once we drop, that actually essentially launches season one. We're just like in the trailer period. And then we've already written seasons two, three, and four, and it's going to come to life. And what's fun is we've left breadcrumbs. There's things and items in the collection that people are going to go, wait, what's that thing? Why is, why is that there? And then it's going to spur discussion. And we're, you know, our team's probably going to laugh, cry, uh, be amazed at what people see and discover and think things are. And then when somebody gets it, and then based on even things of like what they find, we can shift the story. Like we, we've actually segmented it to where it's like, okay, if this gets found first, this story arc begins. If this one gets found first, this story arc begins. Um, and so it's going to allow for additional series within the Dronies universe um, and things like that. And just be super, super fun and engaging. We wanted something a little lighthearted with the right amount of conspiracy that we can all just kind of dive in and enjoy because we've been through a rough two years, uh, you know, as, as a society and a world. And so something that is a, a little bit of a, a delight and joy to look forward to, we're excited about that. And then, you know, we, we are very fortunate and very lucky that uh, we're able to work with Solana on this project. So Solana, as I mentioned, is a past client of ours and, you know, we're still connected. And so I just hit up Raj and Slack. For those who don't know, just simplify what Solana is. Uh, so Solana is, is, is one of the, uh, um, uh, networks uh, in, in the, the crypto space. And uh, Solana is the network that we are dropping our collection on. It's an Ethereum competitor blockchain in a sense. Correct. Yeah. Um, super like basically non-existent gas fees, much quicker transactions. It's got a lot of advantages. You can build games on it. You can build ecosystems in terms of DeFi, decentralized finance, gaming, as I'd mentioned, NFTs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ton, ton of fun it's, stuff. It's a thing you could build on. Yeah. And so I, I just hit up Raj and I was like, hey, we're, we're looking to build a collection. Is there somebody on your team that we could talk to that we can just learn more about Solana? Because they were brand new in the space at the time um, versus potentially going with Ethereum. And, you know, he's just like, hey, let me see the artwork and like, what's what what's the whole thing behind it? And so I gave him a little sneak and he's like, hang on, next thing we know, we're on a call with Solana, like, and everybody. So how about we show people a little sneak of the artwork? Yeah. Because what I, what gets me, what got me with Grimm is what's getting me with you is like, I know people behind it that I trust. I know it's a blend of this wonderful new wave of tech and future of internet and technology. It's combining dope artwork community, which is really, really important to me. That's a very fundamental value of mine. And it's just pushing this digital wave further and further and further. Yeah. So uh, check out the YouTube playback of this if you're watching right now. Yeah. If you go to youtube.com slash unfoldco2, we've got a couple of past streams where we've done live streams with our illustration team. You can see them create these 
live and in person. Um, going to go through same, one of the same files that, that we worked on here as well. This is like literally a fraction of a percent. You all use of, Figma yeah, for your big, big Figma picture. team. Um, super cool and allows us to work, you know, remotely and collaboratively together. So this is just a very small sampling size of things that we've been able to pull out and, and showcase. This isn't the traits file or anything. We, we've actually had to break the file up several times because it's gotten so big. Um, we have, I think, 206 unique traits uh, within the collection, 21 different layers, uh, hundreds of billions of combinations that these can be generated into. But, you know, we're again, we're a design agency. We didn't just create and kind of flip an NFT. We're here to really build something and build a really cool IP. And so going through this process, uh, going through our stylescapes and like really trying to hone in what is the look and feel and, and vibe that we With wanted this boards. to be. Yeah. Um, taking a look at different, uh, uh, you know, brands, uh, obviously some kind of like bird themed, but then really wanting to build something out. Like I love Star Wars. They do a great job with this where there's different um, factions and groups, but they all feel pretty cohesive. So you've got the Rebel Alliance, you've got the Empire, you've got, you know, the Mandalorians and, and Boba Fett's clan and like all those logos and brands fit really well together. So as we built out, I don't know, six or seven of them, maybe, uh, you know, we, we, we built everything at the same time. So that way everything was going to be really cohesive and work well together. And then just going through the process here too, of like, like up here is actually some of the earlier, earlier iterations, trying out just lots of different styles. Um, do we want to do something kind of like cute and super robotic, um, very playful? Do we want to get a little bit more of like a 3D feel. Um, this is something that Eddie had put together. Uh, do we want to go full body or do we want it to be kind of that chest up profile picture thing? Um, some wacky styles we went into, do we do different body types and head types, which is a giant nightmare. I don't recommend that. And we'll touch base a little bit on why that is, but, you know, just kind of doing a ton of research. Here's some older styles uh, that we had worked on as well. Um, and kind of what we had come to the resolution of was like stuff like this, where it was like, it'd be great. We love this duck head, um, or the toucan shape. However, that created a big issue that's where was it that we fixed it? I think over here where we started to realize that if we did that, we would have to create the same type of hat or sunglasses or items for each type of bird. Whereas if we found that we could create mm, for the generative piece, yeah, just one consistent head style that would work well enough with the different beaks and whatnot, that that actually opened up and made things a whole lot easier for us to produce. Um, and there's some stuff that didn't make the cut. Like I loved this parrot. I pushed really hard to keep this in there, but the, the way that we would have had to do that was so difficult um, to make that work cohesively when you're trying to generate all these items. But, uh, you know, and then I'd say once we started giving them some life and character, just little things like the eyebrows and eyes started to give emotion and, and started to see these things come to life a little bit more. <laughs> this is so fun to watch. Like this, this is why it's such a good fit for ours. It's like a mixture of branding, illustration, marketing, passion projects, like all in one and staying on top of future technology and trends and community. Ah, it's just, it's, it's what this project or uh, podcast is about. 
yeah. And then, you know, just getting to see some of these generations and, and how these items work really well together. And again, we've got little, like, we always throw watermelons and stuff because of our, our own brand and have some fun with that kind of stuff. Um, but just everything that we are working on, all the tiny details, like this, like blast, um, you know, looks like a grenade or a bomb went off on the metal there. Um, we wanted to do stuff, how like birds take items. So we've got, you know, uh, I, I won't disclose things that aren't seen because we looks, want there to be looks mystery, rare. but yeah, looks rare. You know, they, they, they've stolen a watch. Um, just a lot of really fun stuff with this. And then, you know, here's like some of the customs that we're doing. So this was a very early sketch that we had worked on um, concepting out the idea. And then you can kind of see how that has. It's got that vibe. Yeah. And then that final artwork and we've got, Dude, you know, some pop yes. culture stuff here and just having a blast with, you know, all these things, White. Eddie's <laughs> sketches here are amazing. We got Marty McFly, Bob Ross. Yes. Uh, as we were talking about Hemion, we've got uh, his custom down here as well. So, you know, he's always drink more water. That's his thing. We've got Dan Petty over here on the side as well. Um, Two people I would love to build a relationship with. Huge fan of them. Oh, That's dude, so I, awesome I, do that. I'll hitch up with that. Like they're, they're, they're the nicest people. Um, doing some stuff, uh, built one out for, for Phantom, uh, mobile wallet coming soon. Yep. That's coming out. Uh, we've got Raj, uh, we've got his, he just actually flipped his PFP while we were on the stream the other day. We had no idea it was happening. Um, so that was really, really fun and exciting to see. Um, and you can see some of the other ones that we've built out for some other members of the team. I think, uh, Jordan's is one of my favorite from uh, Anatoly. Yep. He's always got the scuba theme. So we've got that for him. Um, we've got, you know, our, our halo inspired droney as well. So we're, we're, this is where we're having the time of our life with this stuff and just having a blast creating this. And, uh, it's, it's awesome to see and, and to, I don't know, part of my job is just, you know, an owner of the company is I want to make people happy and let them do the things that they're really passionate about. And I love sitting down with our illustrators and they're like, you realize I'm making robot birds for a living right now. I'm the happiest I've ever been. And it's cool. And, you know, just seeing everybody throw their talent and, and stuff into this. Um, it's, it's been a really cool labor of love. I'm hyped, man. When mint. <laughs> um, so I think we, I need to specify the exact date, but uh, because Jordan at Solana is the one that is going to be running and managing our mint drop. Um, we're working around the, the hacker house schedule that's going on in January. So I have a feeling it's going to be like the third week of January. If, if I have that right in my head, it might be off a little bit, but, um, yeah, towards the end of January, uh, we're still building up the presale list and, and we're rewarding people for engagement and actually being a part of the community. It's all quality over quantity. We're doing zero page shills. We're not, um, uh, doing any, you know, kind of shady stuff and like retweet tag to, we don't do that. Um, so we want people that are engaged and if we see you active and we see that you're at our live streams. We see that you're helping other people in the community and just being an awesome person. That's when you're going to get a DM from us and say, Hey, role change. What's your, uh, what's your address? Let us add you on the list. And um, it's really cool seeing the community come alive. I think because of that, rather than some projects, you might see the first thousand people made it in and they made the list yeah. and then they all disappear and it, it's weird. Um, yeah. So. Those are the, the shiesty ones but it's it's cool like i tell my son these nightly stories and we had this bird that was always in the story too and then he became reggie the robot bird so i finally got to do <laughs> my own version of what i would love to see 
like a droney with like a microwave stomach with a piece of pizza in his mouth and like metallic sharp wings like uh like this pokemon oh my god from sword and steel i was like oh it's like a version of him mixed with this i'm like yes that's that's what it is right now my son loves it we got reggie the robot bird was just in our story last night so yeah so that's really cool so how many are in this collection for phase one yeah so so we're we're planning to mint ten thousand. Um, and, uh, again, there's billi- literally billions of combinations. When, when we start doing the math, it starts throwing an E in there. I, I had to look it up, but basically I, it, it hit 500 billion before it, it threw that in there for us. So there's a crazy amount of, uh, of possible combinations here. Uh, we've been running, I think we're on our third full 10,000 generation testing them because we have to do, uh, what's called a DMP or do not pair list where maybe it's like, you know, if you were to be wearing some shades right now, like the shades and the hat wouldn't look right. So we want to say, do not pair those things and and never include that in the possible combinations or maybe certain colors don't work. What tech, what program are you using to build this generative style? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of this is done um, essentially through, is it a visual code editor or visual, visual studio code or something like that. But we actually built our own tool on top of that, that actually pulls directly from Figma. We can even click generate one at a time. It's not the most effective thing anymore, but it allows us to test it, to see it. And then we can actually right there on the fly, make changes and go, Ooh, that hat and these glasses or that back piece. And these arms never work like don't. And then we just click save and it adds it to the database. And then that can never happen again. Um, Or we can force pair items together as well. So right now, I mean, just we're, we're spending a lot of our time doing Q and a and running through and going, all right, what works, what doesn't work? Um, because we want to have a super tight and clean collection where, yeah, there's rarity, but you know, sometimes it's the cleanliness factor. I just like that one that looks simple and minimal and clean. To me, it's, uh, the biggest thing about these PFP profile picture projects and NFT collections is one Solana, two Solana, whatever it is, the mint, you get it on secondary, you immediately get access to a community yeah. of like-minded, a lot of creatives as well, people who are nerd out about the same new wave of things as you are. Like to me, that's that was the beautiful thing. When I got my first Grim, I didn't understand it. And then I changed my profile picture. It was like, yo, welcome. Here's a new family. I'm like, I can't wait to get a drony yeah. and get more involved. That's what's fun. Yeah, it's this like open invitation Um and like you said, there's some projects where you're like, I'm going to be a little pickier. I want this one or I want, and then there's some where you're like, I just want something. I'll grab it at the floor. I just want access to that community or that tool. And it's less about what it specifically looks like. I want to be a part of what they're building. Yeah. But kind of very much like Grimm's, we want to have a collection where it doesn't matter if your rarity is a hundred or 9,000. You're like, this is cool. And I like it. There's a seat at the table for everyone. Yeah. Like it's so inclusive. So it's, and it's, I could see you all having that as well yeah i mean you you kind of know how we build community at creative south too it's the same it's very family vibes and whatnot and you know where where we're trying to be a little different too is is in how we run it and what the utilities are that's always a big question like what's that's my next what's the roadmap yeah Yeah. why should people care what's this going to do aside from living as a profile picture yeah so there's there's a lot of things to consider in that and be aware of and this is where um you know i think we've been able to do some good education in the space for some things that people don't realize. And that is that a lot of the utilities, especially the ones that are very hyped right now, are in actually really dangerous waters. So again, we get to work with Solana's legal team. And when Solana's legal team tells us, don't do this thing, 
like breeding. We're going to listen. No, not, not the breeding, but so one popular item that folks always want because it's an immediate short-term gain is royalties. I, as a holder of the NFT, want to get a royalty so that if the project makes a million dollars in aftermarket sales, that the community gets 5, 10, 20, 50, doesn't matter the number, percent. And that, let's just say 20% of those royalties, so $200,000 would get divided up amongst the 10,000 NFTs in the collection and everybody would get a share of that, which you know, one is not usually what people think. Um, cause even if we said in that case, 200,000 divided by 10,000, everybody makes 20 bucks. So let's just kind of pause there for a second and just say, it's not worth it. Um, you know, why would you pay two, three, four, five hundred, a thousand dollars for an NFT? That's going to make you 20 bucks. Maybe, I mean, Hey, if it absolutely takes off and you're making tens of millions, maybe, but again, you might be recouping your investment. Um, and, and obviously you got to hope that the, the value of the NFT itself goes up much higher. Um, but doing that or doing something that gains immediate financial incentive, either through a royalty, staking mechanics, or other tokens, like some projects are trying to get around it. It doesn't, it doesn't work this way where, um, I don't know, I have my mouse. So by owning your NFT, you also get access to mouse token and mouse token isn't worth anything, but it's going to be because everyone's getting it and then it becomes worth something and other people buy it or whatnot. And so they're trying to get around it by saying, here, you make money over here because every day you make five mouse tokens. Here's your passive income from a token from right. staking it. Yeah, I actually am in two projects that are doing that right now. I might get out of those projects if I were you. Um, reason being is that those are then classified as a security if the SEC mm -hmm. decides to move forward and then classify those as securities, the project, the marketplace, and you as a holder are all now have to deal with the compliance of that. Um, that creates a lot of issues for people that are overseas because now they're responsible to pay that in um, you know, via taxes. Again, the legal team was like, theoretically, that could involve extradition um, or extradition. Um, and then you all have to have like security compliance and it's a whole can of worms that is, in my opinion, it's something that is being done for short-term gains because projects know we're going to get cash from this and everybody's going to flood in. And what you're seeing, and like, like we're talking with all the major exchanges right now about you know being ready to be listed and things like that. And most of them, their first message to us is, we're happy to list you so long as you aren't doing any royalties because they don't want to deal with this. And so we've seen that with projects that had royalties and then in order to not get delisted, removed loyal royalties and the community just dissipated because that was why everyone was there. It might be that the artwork wasn't up to, to snuff. It wasn't uh, a solid enough community of people or whatnot, but like, why would you build a project around that kind of mechanic when you know that it is potentially going to be very problematic and could kill your project? So we're removing that stuff from the timeline right now, by no means against it. I personally think that royalty is a cool mechanic for rewarding people for supporting the project. And, you know, essentially these are like fundraising and that's the way that we're looking at it. It's like running a Kickstarter campaign. So do we want to produce a TV show? Do we want to build space in the metaverse? Do we want to build a card game, a board game, a video game, an AR experience? You know us, you know Unfold. There's very little that we can't, complete from a talent and capability standpoint, but the cost to produce a card game versus the cost to produce and buy land in the metaverse 
develop, design, curate an entire metaverse experience, that's a whole different budget to build that. And so that's we- That's a roadmap for a reason. Right, but that's where we have to look at it and go, all right, community, what do you want? What, what are we actually looking for? Metaverse is very hyped right now, but the reality is how many people own a VR headset or, or will in the next you know, year or two? So are we gonna build an experience that only 500 out of our 10,000 holders can actually participate in? Does that make sense? Or should we build something that could further the brand, could be more accessible to everybody? Like those are the questions that we have to figure out. And so that's where we're kind of waiting a little bit to. So still figuring out the utility part and that helps when the community comes in. Right. And we're, you know, we're and already knows building. When the, the inherited utility of if it becomes a blue chip in that next level of community you get to be a part of. Right. And and that's where, you know, again, we're, we're a design agent. We have fun with this stuff. So like we're already working on the TV pitch. We're already working on what a card game could look like, what a board game could look like. Um, we've got friends and I'm, I'm pretty sure Grimm's is working with them too you know, key master games from creative South, like they're awesome. Let's go, let's go work with those people to create a really amazing experience and card game or board game or whatnot. Um, that's what we want to do. We just need to figure out what those things are, but that stuff will also determine what do we need to have the mint price be? Because I'm going to make up numbers. These are not the numbers, but let's just say we said a quarter of a Solana right now, that's not going to be able to get us anywhere near building a metaverse experience. So even though people might be like, go in really small and low and then lit everything like 15X and it's going to be great. We can't possibly make enough on the royalties to fund that experience. So if that's what you want, and if, if you think that other projects are going to promise you that and doing that, like that's not happening, it's a cash grab. So we're just here to be open and honest and transparent with people and make sure that what we build, we can build and what we say we're going to do and execute on Again, you know us, we have a great reputation in the space. We have a great reputation with clients. We're not here to mess that up. We were not going to do anything stupid. I mean, you got dApps from Solana with it. I would say that's pretty much all the main trust you need. Solana. You need more than that, in my opinion. But, you know, yeah, like still, but that says a lot versus what most people I know that are cash grabs are doing. Sure. But that's where it's like, hey, you know, words are words. But my words are, you know, it's, it's our promise that we're going to deliver on things. We're going to build things right Everybody knows who we are. We're not, we're not here to risk our reputation and stuff. Um, so the same way you're seeing the quality in the project, it's going to be the same thing. It's a macro game for you. Yeah. So we're, we're really excited to keep doing more stuff in this space and, and to continue to build this out. Again, we've hired a developer, a community manager, a project director for this. Like, This is something we're planning to continue for years. This is not cool. We did the drop and then let's just keep it hyped so that sales keep happening. Like this is unlocking the first part of the journey and it's going to be really fun. And that's NFTs in general. We're in the first pitch of the first inning of an extended inning game. And I just can't wait to see where this takes off for y'all. And I'm just stoked to be a a little microscopic role and getting to have some type of ownership in it when I get to mint my first drony. Where can people go to uh, learn more about dronies, be a part of the community, as well as follow you and unfold so I can make sure I get every link in uh, the show notes. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I think the best places for dronies, obviously you can check out our website, dronesnft.com, and that'll have all the other links to it as well. Um, you know, we're Twitter, dronesnft, and I think it's discord.gg slash dronies or dronesnft.com slash discord. We'll both get you in there. 
Um, and it's awesome. I mean, the, the community on both ends has been growing at about 750 to like 1500 people a day for the last like week. Um, so it's been absolutely wild seeing everybody come in, um, and then, uh, unfold, uh, actually probably best places on dribble. So dribble with three B's.com slash unfold, uh, or unfold.co. And I know we've got a new website coming out probably in January ish. Um, cause our old one is super outdated <laughs> and doesn't have a ton of stuff on. You want me to send people to follow you on Twitter as well? Oh yeah. Um, on for myself, I mean, we're, we're unfold co on Twitter and I'm Peter Deltondo everywhere on every platform, but I'd say right now, yeah, most active on, on Twitter and in discord, I try to hang out there as much as possible. It's, it's Twitter's where it's at, man. It's crazy. I haven't crazy. I had somebody send me a message on Instagram the other day and I was like, this is actually the first time I've loaded up Instagram in two years. I'm sorry. Um, I just don't check it anymore. I have a hard time keeping up with, I got three kids and, you know, work. I, I'm with you, man. I have as much time as I have for that stuff. Um, but, you know, try to stay plugged in. I've been in, really enjoying hanging out with the community on You got your Twitter Discord. and your Discord that mm-hmm. consumes your attention. I'm, yeah, and I got my students in my Twitter and just working on the other social media in the meantime. I've taken a little hiatus. Every, all my work's been behind the scenes this year, building systems for scaling. So not sexy. Yeah. Everyone's like, put dronies on, on, on Instagram. And we're like, if we have, we have so much we are managing right now. Oh like, man, it would be killer. Instagram is prime for more NFT based. It's getting there. Stuff. I mean, Twitter is definitely still the big driver and and we'll probably mm-hmm. get to it, but you know, we, it's for the visual sexy art, Imagine, yeah. like the process videos or fun little. Well, it's tough. Cause we're trying to like tease it and not show too, too much yet. So there's still a lot of mystery and like hype and excitement of like, Oh, I didn't know that's in the collection. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, we're just, keeping it a little bit tighter, making sure that we do everything right. And and again, we're just trying to grow organically. There's no shills. There's no paid stuff. That's how it's supposed to be done. Yeah. I love messing with the shillers in my DMs. Like if you're happy to share it, glad to, but we don't do shills. We don't do paid promos and people get mad when you don't want to pay 500 bucks for a tweet or something. It's hilarious. Right. Get a lie. <laughs> well, I appreciate you, man. This was a lot of fun and I can't wait to like look back on this episode a year from now, you know, next January. Be like, damn, look, look what they've done. Yep. And look what they've been building and what's next. So it's gonna be really cool, man. And um, I'm gonna tease this out there and kind of I love for you know listeners or watchers to to give their input in in the comments or whatnot. But uh we've been talking a little bit about maybe doing something NFT related at Creative South uh this year. Um, you know, whether that's like a panel or a little workshop, and you know, it might be Scotty and and us and like the Grimm's team. Um, you know, we're oh all like God. OG Creative if South I could folks. Be a part of anything crypto NFT related for the first time at a conference. Oh my God! Please <laughs> don't let me down. It'd be man. cool because I, like... I feel like so many creatives are are really interested in that. Um, I I think I can tease this. We're we're chatting with Mike about maybe doing something within Dronies that there might be like a golden ticket to Creative South, and if you hold that, that you will forever have a ticket to the event. Um, at no additional cost. So like some stuff like that, that we might do for the Creative South Foundation, which is our our charity group that we we try to bring students in to uh, be able to come to the event, get into the space, go to school, things like that. So again, there's a lot of cool things happening. Or like the artwork done, whoever did the artwork this coming year and here's everybody gets a collectible NFT. So if the artists in Creative South continues the boom, 
You might be getting it, man. You might be getting it. <laughs> There's a lot of cool things happening. Okay. Okay. Let's talk afterwards. But yeah, if you, if you want to see like a panel or something like that, let us know. And, um, you know, that, that might be something that we make happen. Because uh, I think a lot of creatives out there are like, how, how do I get started in this? And, and what, what would it take? And um, I will say it's getting harder. It's not, the hard part is actually not the hardest part. It's more, there is a lot involved with like connections and marketing. And three months ago, you could just launch a project and be successful. There were so many rugs and bad projects that now it is much more selective selective mm-hmm. and the wary community and whatnot. So, you know, again, that's why we're going all out transparency, trust, honesty. We're going to tell you why we're doing things, why we're not doing things. And we, we hope that's what, you know, brings people in, but uh, it's, it's harder than it was before you could just throw something out there and it would sell out. That's not the case anymore. Well, hopefully let's bring this like twist your arm with Mike. I would love to be a part of that if possible. Yeah, man. I'm already, I already got my ticket. I'll pay for everything. <laughs> like just let me sit on stage and just talk about this stuff that I love so much, but I really, really appreciate you. I'm stoked to drop this one and let's stay in touch. All right, brother. Sounds good, man. Catch you later. Peace. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Peter Del Tondo of Unfold and the Dronies NFT project. Do what you do best. If you found value in what he had to say today, go blow him up on Instagram or Twitter and share with him your biggest takeaways. You can find the full episode information containing all links and references within the show notes within your current podcast listening app. And also do me a favor. If you know someone in the NFT creative industry that you would love to hear me uh, interview and connect with, please uh, email me, scotty at perspective-collective.com so I can connect with them. I'd really appreciate it. And as we sign off, I got to give a big shout out to the podcast team, Anya, Paige, Hannah, Jared, and Bluka for making this show possible. I appreciate each and every one of you. And as you finish off your week strong, I want to continue to encourage you to keep showing up, keep putting in the work, and keep creating. You got this. You got this.